Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And today we're going to be recapping the UFC 287 card, which in my opinion was an A card. Jeff, we'll start with you. What grade would you give this card? Um, Yeah, it's definitely an A, but I might give it a big D for the fucking dude. The Don was in the building. Are you crazy? <laughs> It's got to be an A card if Buddy's first day out and didn't miss the 287. Dude, it's got to be an A card. Out. I got to tell you about the Don unveiling real quick. Dude, we were driving back from the Orioles game, and Jeff's friend was in the backseat, hammered drunk, like passed out of sleep. And Jeff just goes, the Don! At the time of his lungs. Awesome. dude. It was fucking hilarious. You're excited. My friend wakes up and then he just goes, The Don. What? <laughs> and passes right back out. Yeah. Literally, oh he just God. goes, The Don. The Don. Well, that's awesome. All right. So good, good grade there. Big D from Jeff. Uh, Mike, would you, what would you give this card grade wise? Yeah, complete A. And um, it, it would be criminal if Dana and Endeavor don't make this an annual fucking venue, dude, because the tickets sold like crazy. The crowd was great. I felt felt like that all that magic just worked up to what the main card was. Completely agree there. Um, it was it was hype all the way through and an insane card to go along with it. Um, let's just talk about our picks real quick. Starting off, Mikey went five and four. He hit on Mikey's Nyquil fight of the night, which was Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. You missed on Pereira, hit on Burns, missed on Yanez, hit on Holland, missed on Rojas, missed on Curtis, hit on Luana Pinedo, hit on Joe Piper. Fuck Rojas. On- yeah, so we'll get into that. And then you hit on Loopy. Uh, Jefferson went four and five. He missed on Hammy Sosa's lock of the night, which was Pereira. Um, pretty tough there. And then you obviously missed on Pereira, missed on Jorge, missed on Yanez, hit on Holland, missed on Rojas, hit on Chris, or sorry, missed on Chris Curtis, hit on Luana Pinedo, hit on Joe Pfeiffer, and hit hit on Loopy Godinez. Um, and then I went five and four. I hit on my well. I didn't hit on a prelim pick of the night because there is no hit. But my prelim pick of the night was Kelvin Gastelum versus Chris Curtis, which some people said was early fight of the year candidate. Um, and then I missed on Pereira, hit on Burns, missed on Yanez, hit on Holland, missed on Rojas, hit on Curtis, hit on Luana Pinedo, hit on Joe Pfeiffer, and hit on Lupe Ganina. So all time, Mikey is fifty three and forty one, and he brought it to an even five and five on Nyquil fight of the night picks. Jefferson forty two and forty one. You drop down to five and so- sevens on Hammy Sosa lock of the night picks, and then I move to fifty-seven and forty-five all time. So, let's get into the recap, and we're going to start with the main event—an absolute amazing finish, an amazing fight, uh, an amazing way to wrap up this little back and forth between Izzy and Alex. Izzy is able to get it done in the second round, knocking out Alex Pereira. Very unexpectedly, when it looked like he was about to be finished via TKO, just like almost identical to the way he was finished last fight, he's able to sneak in a punch that knocks Alex back and then hits him with another punch, kind of like an uppercut to drop him, finishes him off with two, um, you know, fists to the face while he's down and then gets the win. Jeff, we'll start with you. How did you feel about that outcome? Yeah, this shit was fucking nuts. Not gonna lie. I mean, yeah. dude, Hammy Sosa's locking him up and taking it on the fucking shins, dude. If you've been fading for fucking Ramadan, then, dude, you've been making bread. But <laughs> Hammy Sosa's locking night has been absolute garbage. 
But next week is where it picks back up. But that being said, god damn, dude, Izzy just he took all that we said about how Pierre is his kryptonite and all, it just completely turned it back on him. I mean, he completely countered Pierre perfectly. He reeled him in way too early. If Pierre would have had that sequence in like the fourth or fifth round, he would have finished fucking Izzy. But the way that Izzy still had gas, was still working on good legs, could still maneuver, he got and he got the punches off. That's really what really set up the whole whole sequence is him getting being able to rope Pierre in early and getting him close and then fucking unleashing counter shots, which he's fucking known for. Yeah, insane performance from Izzy. Uh, seemed like, do you guys think he faked being hurt? I don't think he did. I think he was legit hurt. Yeah, I didn't think he faked it. Yeah, some people were saying he possumed up to have Alex kind of close in like that and then for Izzy to slip in a shot there. Um, Yeah, he, he set a trap for Alex, whether it was intentional or not, he did it. And it was an insane win from him. Mikey, what did you take away from this fight? Dude, uh, I want to preface this by saying I am not the biggest Izzy supporter, as you guys know. He's just not my cup of tea. But that was – this will go down as one of the best UFC moments, at least the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic moment. Like you said, Max, fantastic, which is looking to be the end of this fucking saga. If you didn't think Izzy was the second-best middleweight of all time heading into this fight, he for sure is now. I mean, he's only behind Anderson Silva still. He's well surpassed Bisping and fucking Weidman. And it's so crazy for a guy that's been in 10 title fights, whether defending or challenging for, that he's finally gotten his moment. But this is the best moment of Adesanya's career that I can remember. There's a few other notable ones. I think this is number one. And he just seemed locked in. Like, this whole training camp, I got to give it to him, dude. He seemed on another zone. He's just locked the fuck in. I mean, Pereira does too because that's just how he is as a person. But Izzy isn't as much, and he just seemed locked in. He fucking shocked the world. I completely agree. I think this was on par with one of the more shocking knockouts um, in UFC history, in my opinion. I, I That came out of nowhere. For him to finish with a win and via knockout against a guy that has repeatedly just had his number was shocking. I, I, I could have seen yeah, a path it, for victory to him, but I didn't think it was going to be via knockout. Yeah, and I, I mean, I really thought, like, Izzy was kind of like done. Like his last few fights, they, I mean, his even his wins, they were just what they were the most underwhelming wins that we got in recent memory. Yeah, he was hitting that like Usman status. Yeah, and then you fucking instead of fucking losing on the rematch like Usman did, you come. It's so hard not to compare them to situations, but it's like such similar situations. But to come back on that rematch and actually win, unlike Usman did, and win in spectacular fashion like that, dude, it's so great. I completely agree. Awesome. And do you guys, do you guys think the um, it was a little more emphatic because he knocked him out cold instead of like a TKO or decision win or whatever? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, he knocked him clean out cold. He was. I was. Nuke. I didn't think but I Alex definitely knocked out like I that. I think I definitely want the fucking rematch immediately. Really? You want the rematch? I was about I, to I say, don't see I really what else you do in the division. 
I really wanted to hear what you guys had to say about that. I heard a lot of rumblings of Hamza. I fucking hate that well, idea. No, it's going it's going to be Hamza Paula. According yeah, to that, I, well, that's yeah. I saw that was rumored, but Hamzat also been rumored to fight everyone under the sun last but, year. Yeah. So. But yeah, fucking Paulo's been saying saying he agreed. Yeah, if it's somehow they skip, if Hamzat gets to skip up, I fucking despise that idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. To be honest, I, I, I think it's going to be a rematch. Data. Yeah, I mean, we can't trust Dana. Like, we don't know what's going on in his mind at all times. And is Alex moving up? Because if he moves up, that kind of voids yeah, that's, everything. That's the only thing that fucks up the rematch. And what, you get fucking... Fucking Whitaker Izzy again? I'd about to say, or... in, my, in my opinion, you just wait. Like, I guess Hamza, I don't know. Hamza and Casa fight, and then Hamza has to fight Whitaker after. But that's a long time for Izzy not to fight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happens. We just got to wait it out. I think I think it'll be more clear very soon. Um. I think everyone has to digest what going on, what's going, what happened, and uh, I just don't understand what Dana does. So I, it's weird to speculate because you just never fucking know. Like that, this Colby Covington Leon thing seems like it's going to happen, and it just should not. I mean, outside of well, uh, it has now to be. Now it I'm... should. I feel like. Oh really? Why? I, I mean, I feel like that's the only like sell that you got in. Like that's that's the best storyline you're working with now in that division as well. Just like Pierre and Izzy is the best storyline you're working with in this division and the best possible like story you could have for the championship. I mean, now that Jorge didn't beat Gilbert, I, I, I don't know if I really want Gilbert versus Leon. Yeah. Well, I want Gilbert versus Covington, the winner of that, to take on Leon, but that doesn't fit the timeline. That's, yeah, that's so, way too long. That's way too long, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. there's only it's, two options in the middleweight anyways. It's basically got to be Hamzat or Whitaker. I can't see who the fuck out, else it would be. He called it called out Drakus Duplessis, but that's not that's going to be in the future. Yeah, like and what are we talking Drake, about there? Yeah, you know? Drakus is not. Yeah, apparently Drakus is actually the, the probably next guy in line, if we're being real. Yeah, and I yeah because yeah. Izzy Izzy's been saying he wants fucking what you call it Drickus and he South wants parody he wants different yeah. people Drickus has that whole African thing, I mean, and I know people were uh, people were very strongly opinionated about Max getting a third shot at Volk, but in my opinion, there's and this isn't in every division because every division has some sort of gatekeeper in the middleweight and then Bandit well was just formerly lightweight. With Holloway, dude, I don't see how anyone should not have to go through Whitaker. I agree with that. They should have to fight Whitaker before they fight Izzy. I agree with that 100%. Um, all right, let's move on now to the next fight, the co-main event, Jorge Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns. I mean, boys, we kind of cover this one perfectly. Jeff picked Jorge just to pick Jorge, um, which he said in his pick, so fair. I mean, that was not a call out at you, Jeff, but um, I think we all predicted this fight to go this way. Um, and yeah, I mean, Gilbert Burns was just clearly the better fighter and Jorge just is washed up right now. And that's all right because he's 38 years old and, um, he's got a lot on his plate. So yeah, I mean, fight wise, uh, Gilbert kept touching him with this jab. He hit, nuked him a couple times with the overhand, right. And then had, I believe four takedowns, which was his career best. So at the end of it, Jorge, um, announces his retirement shouts out, shouts out the Don. And then later on, Gilbert um, actually said that if he does not get a title shot, he wants to be released. 
And the request was sort of granted because he was chosen to be the backup for Leon versus Colby. Yeah, so. he was asking. It was kind of weird. He was asking for the title shot or to be guaranteed number one contender after Leon Colby. Yeah. But he wasn't asking for the next shot. So it's definitely going to be Leon Colby. Yeah. So it's it's weird there. But yeah, I think I agree with what you, Jeff said. It kind of answers the question there. Um, We'll start with you, Jeff. What did you think about this fight? Not a yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sad to see Jorge go, but hey, man, that's the best way you can possibly go. Just like we were saying with fucking Ocho a couple weeks ago. I mean, going out on your own terms, sure you lose, but you still lose with your dignity. You didn't really get knocked out in your last fight. I mean, all you all you did really was just look slower, and you looked older, which you are. So I yeah. mean, shout out to him, and I I can't wait to see what his game game bread productions and game promotions and all yeah puts on in the future. I mean, now that he has more time to really do this shit, we know a lot of fighters really like him, so I'm sure there'll be a whole lot more going on with that. For sure, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we've seen with um the past. I mean, different guys getting brutally knocked out in their final fight. Um, so this was the first one that sort of went all right. Um, most notably in Brazil when we lost, uh, what's his face, um, in his last fight. And then, you know, the fight before with, oh, Frankie Edgar got knocked out horrifically. Yeah. And, um, who, who got knocked out in Brazil again? Oh, Shogun? I think it was yeah, Shogun. 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 Yeah. That, that was it. Shogun. So finally someone doesn't get knocked out, uh, in their final fight. They just lose via decision. So. Yeah, and then Mike, how did you feel about this one? Um, for me, this would just been a preview of what would have actually happened if him and Leon had fought. If Jorge would have won, like for me, with these older guys who are super exciting in their prime and super high motor, once you see them in a cage and you can kind of see that whether it's physically or mentally, their motor's kind of gone. It's pretty much over for me. I mean, they're not making title runs after that. They're kind of just there as like name value, kind of like Nate at the end of his career. They're kind of there just as name value and to bring seats in. And he did 20 years. 20 years as an MMA fighter, got to retire in his hometown. He can't ask for much more. And you can't fucking forget, he also probably had one of the best years in UFC history in 2019. That was when he yeah. threw the fucking knee at Askren, knocked out Darren Till. the best and, knockout of all time. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. That That's probably the best. Yeah, I mean, that it's definitely. In the, head, the head kick. Yeah. It's definitely the one they play the most, I would say, besides the head kick. They always show that for previews. They always the, do. So yeah, the Ben Asker knee. And for a guy who fought in fucking Kimbo's backyard to have the long tenure career he had, I mean, good for fucking him. Like Jeff says, guys are in boxing promotion. I also saw <laughs> some leaked numbers. I think they were saying he's paying fighters like half a million a fight or something in this promotion. Yeah. Like, Jerry he's got Stevenson it figured out. Jose got pretty, pretty paid, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it figured out. He's no dummy. So good on him. Couldn't agree more. You guys, you guys covered it perfectly. Uh, let's move on now down the card. Adrian Yanez versus Rob Font, a fight we did not get correct. Um, this one, I did not see that one coming. I mean, we apologize. Y'all didn't Font. get correct. Wait, did I go Yanez? No, you. You went Yanez. We convinced you to go. Oh, Giannis. you cocksuckers! You I did. Know. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dude, I I had in my notes I had Font too, and I never changed them. Yeah, I mean, thing is, I thought Adrian Yanez was winning, 
it was a great fight. And I think what happened was Font caught him with that uppercut and and hurt him bad, like probably a little bit more than he's ever been hurt before. And then you could see Giannis trying to like slow it down, get back. He like he gets hit with that uppercut in the exchange, and then he kind of puts his hands down and walks to the center and blows his nose. Um, and as he does that, Font comes in and starts like really bringing it to him. And it seems to me that Giannis sort of like panicked and had not been in that position before and just start, started striking with Font, which was a bad idea because he gets crushed with a shot and gets knocked out. Um, TKO'd. I don't think he was fully out. Um, to me, I really like Giannis still. And if anything, I think this was a really good loss for him because I think it shows that he's still an elite boxer. He was he was beating up Font and was arguably winning that round. Um, and then it just shows that he was he's a little bit green. And I think that now that's a that's one of those losses that you get out of the way early, and that's good because when he gets in those compromising positions again, he's going to know what to do better and um, hopefully be better because I, I do believe in him. Um, and we have to give our flowers to Rob Font, obviously a guy from my area in Massachusetts, and good win for him. He looked like old Rob Font. Um, and Mikey had mentioned this before. He gets a lot of jabs, but not a ton of not a ton of knockouts, and he got a nice fucking knockout there. Mike, were you reacting to that Baltimore Orioles home run? Because I was Yes, Hayes just put one out of fucking center Hayes. field. Yeah, Hayes just hit like a 400-foot, 417-foot <laughs> bomb. That was dope. Um, But, yeah, so we'll start with you, Mike. How did you feel about this fight? I actually felt opposite of you, Max, to be honest. I thought this fight was very, very, for, for me, just my opinion on Yana is very discouraging. Really? Like, yeah, yes, me too. Yeah, he's a good boxer. I just thought this really highlighted how I'm trying to think how to word this, how uh, the lack of other options he has as a fighter, especially in the bantamweight division, because being a good boxer, as we're seeing right now, Piotr can only get you so far, and your career can get a little derailed with it. And he, I don't like just the way I look at it. If you're getting knocked out by Rob Font. What are you going to give Sanhagen or Piotr or Sugar? I mean, I just don't – I don't know. That's I, actually... I didn't have a lot of confidence in this guy after this fight. And I had a lot of confidence in him going in. I watched a lot of him on Embedded, watched a lot of his interviews. He seems like a nice, humble guy, and he probably is. And he is a hell of a boxer, but he just showed when Font put it on, he had no other defense mechanism, offensive mechanism. He just looked very, very one-dimensional. That's fair. I thought he stuffed a lot of those font takedown attempts and had a good clinch game. Um, I I I saw it as like I said, just those shots kind of ruffled his feathers, and then Font was able to kind of pour it on him. But when you do bring up those names like Sandhagen and um, Chito Vera and Sugar Sean, like all those guys are a lot longer and lankier than Yanez, and those guys I can see posing a huge threat to him because you're right, we have not seen what his ground game looks like. And he did seem very one-dimensional. And let's even – that was even shooting high. Let's even just say guys like Song or like Ricky Simone or guys like that. Like that's They're motherfuckers to fight too for that's a guy very, like him who can only box. That's a good point. Um, and it's a very fair one too. Jeff, how did you see I, – I, well, I guess you said you saw it the same way as Mike. Yeah. Like, like I was saying before, you guys fucking convinced me on Yanez. <laughs> I thought Font was just going to make him look – like out of his league and kind of make show that there's levels to this and exactly what he did. He showed that there's like a whole different level to like top, top phantom weights to these lower rank guys. 
Yeah, I completely agree with. I, I mean, especially I, especially in the bantamweight division, like it's just our iron sharpening iron on top in that division. And I mean, at the top, you just get so fucking ridiculously good. And like Mike said, you gotta have a different dimension to your game to stand out. That's a good point. Everyone's a boxer in the bantamweight division. Yeah, that's a really good point. I I agree. I I don't think he's like next up, but I do think. Um, I think this loss teaches his him some things, and I think he gets better from it. And I do think he's he still gonna have big fights game. too. You're definitely yeah. right about that, Max, because he's exciting as fuck to watch. Yeah. So I don't know. I I it's gonna be interesting to see how it, what he gets from this. He woke up and he was yelling at his coach um a bunch. So no, he was actually was yelling at himself. He said, "Oh, he pissed okay. off." It seemed like he was yelling at his coach. All right, that makes more sense because I was like, I don't know what his coach told him to do. Yeah, he, he, kinda... he posted on his story that he was yelling at himself because he was pissed off at himself. Got it. All right, next fight, Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Kevin Holland breaks his hand again, um, his right hand, so that sucks, but he's able to get the win over Santiago Ponzinibbio, able to get the finish as well. Um, pretty fun fight. I think this is your the exact Kevin Holland performance that you want to see. Hopefully he heals up soon. Keep like once you keep breaking those hands, that's not a good sign at all. Um, but he was able to power through it this time. Impressive because that really fucking hurts. So good for him for doing that. Jeff, I mean Mikey, rather we'll start with you. What did you take away from this Kevin Holland fight, dude? One thing I love about Kevin Holland is he has like like you could almost call it like a light switch ability, yeah. where like. Dude, he'll go on these runs throughout his career where he'll lose two fights, and everyone is so down on him, including me. Like, I'm like, damn, Kevin Holland's not really a contender. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just having fights, whatever. Then he does shit like this, and you're right back hyped up on him. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, yeah. You're like, damn, he's 6'3 with this reach. Maybe he could contend for a title. Like, he just has this this fluctuation throughout his whole career that is so crazy, and I I love watching him fight. I think you guys do probably too. I would think Kevin Holland yeah. just—he's a money think maker. Anyone doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but you have to admit though, when he's down, because his performances when he's down are usually so underwhelming. You're like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? True. Yeah, he is. A weird I don't know because I mean, he did lose that that fucking what you call it, Stephen Thompson fight, and that was a banger. That was a banger too. I mean, the fight was a banger, but come on, man. He Dude, should not he, have lost that fight, though. We can he, all yeah, agree broke, on that. He broke both hands, I think. Yeah, and he still fucking threw. Yeah, I I don't hold that one against him as much because he broke his hand, uh, like and had to get surgery and still threw. So, I don't know, Jeff. What did you see from this one? Yeah, this was like an all around perfect performance from Kevin. And excuse me about that fucking yawn. You powered but, yeah. through it though. That was impressive. Dude, this was an all around fucking just. <laughs> Perfect performance for Kevin. I mean, there's nothing you can't love about this from Kevin. He talks shit in and out the fucking cage perfectly. <laughs> Especially when Ponzinibbio tries to say it was an early stoppage. And he was like, yeah, it was early. <laughs> like, how can you not love him? <laughs> I don't know. He's, uh, he's such a likable guy. Dude, I mean, I, I just, I can't wait to watch much more Kevin Holland. I'm glad fucking UFC paid him and got him back. Me too. Um, all right, moving down now. Raul Rojas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Talk about a goddamn stinker and let down of an appoint <laughs> of an of a performance. Raul Rojas Jr. told showed us how one dimensional he is and that he looks like a mix between Ben Askren 
and iCarly when he strikes. Um, pretty tough striking. iCarly. Yeah, you know when she <laughs> Max like, loves the iCarly reference. Yeah, dude. that's a good one. Strickland, the Strickland and the iCarly. He's, meme he's is so watched good. fucking Victoria Justice beat her ass too many times. Yeah, dude, that, that's what I felt <laughs> like watching this shit. Um, Raul Rojas Jr. gets exposed for uh being very one dimensional. Um. He's still going to be good because he's 18 years old and his jiu-jitsu, that's good. So if you look at guys like uh, Jonathan Pierce or Kozlov. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a comparison that I keep fucking hammering Yeah, let's home hear it. Let's hear it. Think, dude, Hammer it home. I have a feeling this – I all right. I, I I said this after the fight to my friends. I, I have a feeling that this isn't going to be his first stint in the UFC. <laughs> and he – He's going to just be like pretty much Herbert Burns. Oh, just that's w- actually a crazy just world like world class jujitsu, but absolutely dog shit pretty much everywhere else. I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to pound on him, but his stand up was so fucking awesome. I so fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I seriously don't think I've seen him throw strikes since that spinning back kick in Dana White Contender Series. Yeah, he uh threw like has he thro- in his first two fights, dude. Yeah. Well, in this this fight went to decision, three rounds, fifteen yeah. minutes. He was two for nineteen. He was two for fucking nineteen. Yeah, his opponent, tough. his opponent was eighty three for one fifteen, and I have, was on the ground for most of that fight too. <laughs> I have like, a feeling they let him do this bullshit for like two more fights and kind of get manhandled. Really, honestly, and then he gets cut and then goes somewhere else and then develop his game more and then comes back and has a actually good second stint. Because his jujitsu is fucking amazing. It's elite. It's elite. And yeah, I, I actually agree with that take. I, I really do. That's I didn't think about it like that, but I think you're a hundred percent right to be honest with you. I think he needs to get I just uh, I think too it's too much too early for him. Yeah. I agree with that. So so to put this in perspective Christian Rodriguez had it was twenty one to twenty seven with ground strikes. Fucking Raul Rojas was zero of zero. Like how? Like, and the thing is, like you were just saying, if you want to be a jujitsu nerd, whatever, but you're gonna end up on the ground a lot. You have to at least be Dustin yeah. Stolfu style. This is MMA, you can fucking, not fucking no gi. You know what I mean? Yeah, where you're creative on the ground, you throw uh, or like uh, what's your boy's name, Max, who also does that from Tennessee, Hot Sauce Holtzman. He does oh, yeah. that really well. Oh yeah, like creative with like your body on the ground, striking and creating damage throughout a fight. He just looked fucking lost. Yeah, go come on down to Knoxville and go train with Hot Sauce. I know he retired, but he can show you some things or two. Um, yeah, good good coverage on that one. I think think that's kind of all we got to say about that. I mean, Chris Rodriguez, good performance from him. I mean, whoa, voice crack. He might have been easier to kind of prepare for because you knew exactly what the fuck he was going to do the entire time. So um, good win for Rodriguez there. Tough performance for Raul Rojas. I think he kind of blew his spot at main carding for a while. Um, but yeah. Well, they hopefully... fucking, they fast tracked that way that was too their fast fault. anyways. Yeah, that was their fault for sure. Um, all well, right. I mean, if, if Joey, P- if fucking body bag can beat J- GM3, then Raul should have won this. Raul really kind of choked on that one. Yeah, but he shouldn't. But why is I, I don't understand why he was on the main card? Because he's that. the one saying that he's a fucking he could be a fucking youngest champ ever. Well, what the fuck? Any eighteen year old can say that. They shouldn't yeah, be able to be on the main card. Put on the main card. 
Because he looked good. I mean, he looked good coming into his this. His last two performances have looked possible. <laughs> um, Body right. bags looks great. <laughs> Why is he yeah. the main card? That's all true. Right. Let's get to Chris Curtis versus Calvin Gastelum. I just want to start by saying, did you guys think Calvin Gastelum won this fight? Because I I thought it was Chris Curtis, but I'm the thirty twenty seven sure. was criminal. Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. Me 30, and Mikey were saying that thirty twenty seven yeah. is absolutely criminal when someone else has a twenty nine twenty eight for Chris Curtis, giving it thirty twenty seven for Gaston. That happens fucking constantly. And it does not that make exact sense scenario you just said twenty nine twenty eight for the opposing fighter and then thirty twenty seven the other way. It does not make sense. I I hate when that happens because it just doesn't it like doesn't make sense at all. But tell dude, it doesn't no. make sense by how much I've been saying it doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> but fucking Kelvin really turned back the clock in this one. I he was looked good. Super surprised how good. Yeah, he this looked. was an awesome fight. This was truly an awesome fight. Um, I was pulling for Chris Curtis because I told all my friends to tail me on that bet. That bet and the Alex Pereira bet, both of which fucking lost. Um, and I was the one leg of my friends and I five leg multi sport um parlay. My leg was the one leg that missed, so everyone I, sh- I owe everyone a round at the bar, which sucks. Um, yeah, I had Chris and fucking body bags in a leg. Yeah, I had Chris and Pereira, and then I had Pereira straight up for that play, and then I had uh, Chris Curtis straight up. And so, yeah, tough, tough outing for us. Um, but yeah, no, Chris Curtis looked really good. Calvin Gaslam just looked like the Gaslam that we were expecting, um, kind of like when he took on Izzy, right? Right, Mike? Yeah, I would say. I mean, he just seemed like he might have been back more in that mindset, too, maybe even more than physically. He seemed very focused. He was saying in his post-fight presser that he was fucking – he's put himself through hell the last year and a half. He seemed like very spiritual, calm, focused. Like, he seemed like he had a good mentality to be a fighter. Yeah. I I, I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of him, so we know that already, but he seemed like he was back to that. I was glad you mentioned the post fight because I thought that was very telling of where he was at in his headspace. He seemed very intense and uh, very happy to get the win. Um, Jeff, what did you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, Kelvin turning back the clock for a fucking round and a half was great. And, I mean, Chris, I'm not even mad at Chris because he put on a great show. I, I just, I hate that he... He kind of fucking gets screwed, dude. I I I think he might have won this one. I thought he did too. And granted, I'm biased because I had the bet on it, but my <clears throat> me and everyone who was watching kind of felt the same way. Um, I want to say one more thing about this real quick before we move on to. I was thinking if fucking so Izzy's a champ. Say Alex moves up, and something happens with Hamzat. I don't think it's that crazy to think if Gaslam racks off a couple more wins. I know. That, I don't think it's that crazy to think that they'll pitch that as a rematch. It, yeah. It's weird, but, but you're right. also, But also, I mean, no headbutt in five rounds. This fight's easily Chris Curtis. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. I, I, do think, I do think Mike is on the money there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even saying he would deserve it. Like, he can even compete with Izzy right now at this point in his career. But I don't think it'd be a hard pitch either. I completely agree with that. Um, other fights on the card, Luana Pineda versus Michelle Watterson. Um, you know, good fight there. You guys thought Luana Pineda deserved the win. Uh, we'll start with you, Jeff. I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I think Michelle Watterson kind of landed the heavier shots. And surprisingly enough, she turned back the clock too a little bit. 
I completely I mean, agree. Not going to lie, she looked pretty awful in her last two fights. But this fight, <laughs> yeah. she she turned up. She did. I, and we knew this was going to be a test for Pinedo. I also thought Michelle might have gotten the win there. So um, tough. But yeah, she it definitely was a test for Pinedo. Um, she arguably could have lost that one. Mike, did you think, did you notice Michelle Watterson turning it up a little bit there? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, and you know, another thing too, as soon as they made that announcement, I was like, all right, this is it. She's done. And then she said in her post-fight press conference, she's got more left in the tank. She's going to yeah. keep it going for a while. And she still looked pretty good for 37. She did. Um, moving on down the card, we also had Gerald Mearshart versus Joe Pfeiffer. Joe Pfeiffer gets... Ooh-wee! Yeah, that fucking knockout, boys. Ooh. Do we have a problem in Joe Pfeiffer? Dude, Dude, I love Joe Pfeiffer, and I agree with Jeff, who we... But for fuck's sakes, please stop doing this Gerald Mearshart. Yeah, I mean, Christ's yeah. sakes, dude. Buddy's been sent to fucking hell more than a fucking GTA <laughs> pedestrian, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude, it's like, point, Mike. if there is a fucking world eater prospect who would literally beat this, like, if, like, back in the old days would destroy, like, a whole village by yeah, himself. Yeah, Jay con- <laughs> oh, <God>. He beat <laughs> Daryl Mirsar, too. Yeah, he did. Dude, another world eater. Oh, but, yeah. like, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, they gotta stop doing this to the guy. They really do. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, pretty much what Mike said. I mean, poor Gerald Mearshart. He has the worst visual, like, knockouts ever. <laughs> like, him and, him and Brendan Schaub. Yeah, him and Schaub. <laughs> tough. Very but, tough. Dude, we have dude, a like, monster. Dude, they're lucky. We don't they're have just a problem. Lucky he... We have a monster in body bags, Piper, coming up in this division, dude. Yeah, I can't dude. wait. He has hands like no one else. Dude, and they're just lucky that fucking Mearshart beat Bruno Silva because Bruno Silva got fucking cannons too. Like, he could have easily <laughs> knocked him in the next year. Yeah. And another thing too, boys, did you guys see the fucking call out? I didn't, I didn't hear this one. I had it muted. Philly boy Joey Body Bags called out the fucking oh, no. Amish Dustin Stolfus. Oh, I did see this. I did see this. Dude, <laughs> Lancaster see this. versus Philly. Yeah, Lancaster oh, versus man. Philadelphia. Yeah. Just for a little context, I'm pretty sure Stolfus, it correct me if I'm wrong, was the one who beat him in his first fucking contender series fight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He did. Yep, yep. Yeah. I think he like fucked his arm up real bad too. So he called him out. Arm, yeah. That's awesome. Battle of Central and yeah. Battle, it's a battle for Dutch. Whoever wins owns Dutch Wonderland. Oh Jesus. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Winner gets Lancaster. <laughs> Winner yeah. gets the outlets in Dutch Wonderland. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, other fights on the card: Cynthia Calvillo versus Lupi Godinez. Uh, people had problems with this decision. Um, and I can see why. I also thought Cynthia Calvillo won this. Um, I did not at all. I really? thought, thought Lupi easily. It? Yeah, I thought she just like Michelle. She landed the way bigger shots. I didn't think it was a robbery per se, but I did think Cynthia might have won that one. Uh, Mike, did you think Cynthia won, or did you think Lupi had it? No, I'm with Jeff, and I usually, like, in these kind of decisions, I usually don't side with Jeff. I usually don't see eye to eye on these, but I'm with Jeff on this one, actually. All right, all right. Um, And then also, Ignacio Bahamodes versus Trey Ogden had a had a pretty solid fight, fun back and forth there. I thought it was a good fight. Um, The next one I want to talk about was Shailon Nerdambique versus Steve Garcia. Shailon looks, first off, immediate, absolutely fucking jacked for this fight, and Garcia was much longer. Um. Shylon, like two minutes in, fully drops Garcia. I thought Garcia was out cold with his massive uh, head kick. Garcia is able to power through the ground and pound, eventually gets to grappling. 
towards the end of the round and throws like an illegal kick at Garcia because Garcia's hand was on the ground. Um, then to open round two, Garcia nukes Shylon with a vicious head kick that stumbles him into the fence. Garcia finishes him with a body kick and body uppercut combo that puts him down and out. Um, what an amazing fight. And it could have been fight of the night, but we had a lot of other good-ass fights on this card. Um, Jeff, Dude, Max. Yes, Mike. What do you think that guy's fucking body fat percentage was? Shylon? <laughs> Dude, or, he might have been or, negative. Yeah, I was going to say, because Garcia looked like he had a pretty high body fat percentage. No, Shylon. Shylon looked like he had negative, <clears throat> which is crazy because he's so, like, he was so, like, bulky. It's kind of weird. I don't know. His body was very strange. Interesting. Dude, he looked like he had like a fucking quarter inch layer, fucking whatever the outer dermis yeah. is. Dude, he had like no skin, <laughs> all muscle. He was like William Knight, kind of though. It was crazy. Yeah, he, he had the William Knight body, <laughs> not the performance of William Knight though. Much better. Boys, you guys ready for CES William Knight? Boys? Yeah, he's headlining it. He's, yes, sir. Really? Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, they're having. A, are they really using it, his notoriety from being having the worst fight of all time? As dude, he's on the promo and everything. Yep, he fucking, he's head of the poster, baby. Wow. Oh, my God, you're showing it to me right now. That's insane. <laughs> Jesus. All right, well, that's fucking nuts. Um, Yeah, Jeff, what did you take away from this one? Yeah, shout out fucking Steve Garcia. That fucking comeback, he's got that dog in him. Yeah, that was awesome. That's and then, about it I have yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, and then the first fight, uh, Jacqueline Amarim versus Sam Hughes. Um, I mean, Amarim looked great. Almost choked out Sam Hughes like three times. Sam Hughes is able to hang on and just through grappling and clinching and a couple of strikes here and there is able to outpoint and get the win over Amarim, who um, clearly gassed out in the first. The big thing from this fight was that Sam Hughes said her boyfriend bet $1,000 on her to win, and then she's expecting Yeah, what the money. fuck was that? Yeah, uh, immediately just not a good thing to say in the moment. Now everyone's after her. Um, Don't! Yeah, exactly. That's the only way to answer to that. That was... Max! Tough play. What's up, Jet Mike? Don't you isn't CES in New England? Is CES in New England? Let me look. Yes, I'm like it is. pretty positive it is. where Rob fought fought. Dude, it you is. could go watch William Knight fight next fucking weekend. I'd rather do anything but that because he... <laughs> I'm not gonna pay all this fucking money. Yeah, it's from Rhode Island. All right, it's not that close to me, honestly. That's like three or four hours. I guess it's come on. You don't want to travel four hours to watch William Knight? Fucking Dude, no, nothing's you, you too far to watch the night. I'm not. I don't want to watch that motherfucker, dude. Not motherfucker. A respectful man. He could beat the <laughs> crud out of me. I, I rarely use the word crud, but he could beat the fucking crud out of me, dude. Um, so I'm not talking shit on him, but I would rather, uh, judging off his last performance, I would rather not drive extensively to go see him fight. Um, well, now that we lost all of our fighting fan, all of our fighters as fans, let's uh wrap it up here. Um, good card. Very excited for that next card coming up, Hallway versus Arnold Allen. That's going to be a fucking banger. I already previewed. Um, but I, I just I mean look through all the picks, and uh, we're gonna have a long preview episode on that one because there's a lot of good fucking fights on that card. So stay tuned for that. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back later in the week to preview UFC Fight Night, Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway. Whoa.